Welcome to Laws of Legacy. I'm your host, Delana Barbie, the around the way lawyer. I help everyday entrepreneurs like you protect, build, and secure their assets and leave a lasting legacy. Each week, I'll bring you information on the legal, financial, business, and other topics to take you from hustler to boss. If you're down for the ride, buckle up and listen in. Before we jump into this episode, remember, even though I'm a lawyer and legal topics may be discussed, this is not legal advice and I'm not your lawyer. This is general educational information to get you thinking. Speak to a lawyer if you have any questions about your specific situation. And with that, let's get going. The first time I ever heard of a trust was on TV. I can't recall what show it was. It may have been Fresh Prince, but maybe I'm just thinking that. I don't know. But either way, I heard about it on a TV show, and then I eventually heard about it multiple times. Typically, there was some rich character who was referred to as a trust fund baby because they were going to be left or were already left some huge inheritance by their super rich parents. So I, like many others, assumed that trusts were something for the rich that I didn't need to think about or even consider. But I'm here to tell you that trust can be super valuable even if you're not rich. On the last episode, episode 10, we talked about why a will alone may not preserve or leave the legacy that you actually desire. You can pause this episode and go back to episode 10 if you haven't listened, because I do think that that is great background for you to have in preparation for this episode, because many of the shortcomings of just having a will can be addressed with the trust. So again, I'm definitely here to tell you that trusts are not just for the rich. Today, we're going to be talking about the five reasons why you need a trust, even if you're not rich. But remember, we're only going to be able to touch the surface during our time today. Definitely tune into future episodes if you want to hear more about trust or if you have your own specific needs, you can reach out to me or reach out to another lawyer in your jurisdiction to speak about your situation. My website is barbielawonline.com. That's barbielawonline.com. And again, of course, my firm is the sponsor of this episode. So with that, we're going to get into the five reasons why you need a trust even if you're not rich. First, a trust helps avoiding the court process. So what does that mean? When you have a trust, your assets, that is your property, is actually held by the trust. If you have things like insurance, for example, which have beneficiary designations, it may not be held by the trust, but you can make it such that the amounts are paid out to the trust and so those amounts will eventually be held by the trust. And so your trust will continue to hold everything even when you pass away. Therefore, the trust doesn't have to go through the court process. Everything is just continued to be held by the trust and your lawyer or a lawyer chosen by your family will help to handle the trust when you pass away. Because trusts don't go through the court process, this is point number two, they are private. Unlike wills, which have to be filed with the court, your trust does not have to be. And so the public doesn't see who inherited what within the document. 
Therefore, if you have any type of concerns about privacy for your beneficiaries, again, your beneficiaries being the individuals who are receiving from your trust, from your estate, essentially, that eliminates that concern because now you have this trust that is private. You will want to have a will in addition to a trust because a will in this context is typically called a pour over will which means you don't have to have all of the details of who gets what actually in the will. The will is set up only to say that if you forgot to put something in the trust, then your personal representative, again, your personal representative is the individual who's in charge of any type of assets that you have that go through the will, go through the probate court process. So the pour over will will allow your personal representative to put that property that you forgot to actually be held in the trust into the trust when you pass away to ensure that whoever is handling your trust, that's called a trustee, whoever's handling your trust after you pass will have access to that property to manage it as well. So you will likely have a will in addition to a trust just so that the will can kind of be that catch-all to make sure that it's covered and that everything is put into the trust but it does not have to have a bunch of information. Your trust, where all of the information is about who gets what and how they get it, is going to be private. A trust can also handle what goes on in the event of your incapacity, meaning in the event that you are so ill that you cannot manage your financial or healthcare affairs. But specifically here, we're talking about the financial component of things. So when you design a trust, and I'm talking here mostly about revocable living trust because they are the most common for people to start with. But when you design a trust, you are going to name a successor trustee or successor trustees to be put into place in the event that you as the initial trustee cannot continue to manage your affairs either because of incapacity or because of death. So if you were incapacitated again, you're so ill that you can't manage your own affairs, Your successor trustee can take over and manage your assets, such as your home, your bank accounts, and more, whatever is in the trust, without any interruption. So it keeps things moving smoothly because whatever your terms of your trust say for that person to be able to handle and how they're able to manage it, they're able to just step right in and do those things on your behalf. So that's the third reason why, even if you're not rich, a trust can be a very valuable tool. Fourth is that there is control over how your assets are going to be given to the beneficiaries. Unlike with a will that generally gives your property outright to those who you designate as a beneficiary, you have more control when you have it in a trust. If you want, you can designate the property to go to your beneficiaries at certain ages, or you can designate the property to go to your beneficiaries at certain stages, certain conditions that they have to meet can be imposed. So for example, if you watch the TV show Power, that James St. Patrick, aka Ghost, required that his son Tariq finish college before he could get the assets. And it's actually something that can be done within your trust. So if you want to have that type of control over when they get the property outright, you can do so with a trust. Also, you can have the trustee hold on to the property and distribute the property 
at the trustee's discretion. Sometimes this is done so that it can protect the beneficiaries from creditors if they have anything that's owed, divorce, if they have to perhaps pay out something and now they've gotten these assets, mixed them up with their marital assets and potentially have to give it in a divorce. So it can help protect your beneficiaries from creditors, divorce. And then it can also help protect the beneficiaries from themselves. So if it's someone who, if they got these assets outright, this money or whatever it may be, would just go ahead and blow it all, then it may make more sense to keep the assets in the trust and have the trustee have the discretion to give it out in certain situations. And therefore, the assets don't just get blown because the person is not able to manage it. If you have minor children or dependents with special needs, this can also be a valuable tool in your estate planning toolkit because the trust can hold on to the assets until you say they should be distributed or, again, you can have it up to the trustee's discretion to distribute it. But essentially, it makes it easier so that the trustee is just continually managing that for your minor children, for example, while they're minors. And maybe when they're adults, you give your children the right to now control the assets themselves, whatever the case might be, you can definitely be flexible in that. But while they're minors, you can make it such that the trustee is going to manage those assets on their behalf and then distribute the assets either in their discretion or at certain ages or when they become an adult, whatever you really decide. And so it's really a tool that can be customized and you can really create your trust in the way that you desire and give you more control than just having the simple will would allow you to do. Having a trust also allows you to plan for taxes and benefits. I won't even get into how all of this works because it can be complicated. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. But for the purposes of today's episode, I will just say that with trust in your estate planning, you can pursue certain strategies that will allow you to plan ahead to reduce estate taxes upon your death because there are certain taxes at the federal level, which are at this time pretty high. So it doesn't affect most people, but it could. And then some states will also have their own estate tax limit, which is typically going to be lower than the federal estate tax. So you can use trust to help plan ahead to reduce the estate tax burden upon your death. And then there are ways to help ensure that what you have in your estate doesn't affect benefits that you or your beneficiaries may be eligible for. Again, this is an entirely separate episode that we could get into. So I will not go down that path today, but did want to just touch on that point. So those are five reasons that you need a trust even if you're not rich. And just to quickly recap, it helps you to avoid the court process a lot more because the trust does not go through the court process. They are private. Trusts are also valuable in the event of your incapacity. There is additional control over how assets are given to the beneficiaries and you can do some advanced planning for taxes and benefits. Last week, I did mention a testamentary trust briefly, and that's a trust that's created through a will. And so you may be asking, well, why don't I just not do this right now and have whoever's in charge when I pass away, my personal representative, just handle that, create the trust at that point. But I will say a testamentary trust may not be ideal 
and you may prefer to create a trust before you pass for a few reasons. Number one, it doesn't avoid court, of course. So the testamentary trust is now created through the probate court process. The will is still going to probate and your personal representative now has to collect all of your assets and fund the trust at your death, meaning they have to put the assets into the trust at your death. And if your personal representative, again, is someone who is close to you, they may also be grieving. We always want to keep that in mind, that they also may be grieving at the time that they're handling your estate. And so at this point, you're telling them that they have to collect all of your assets now and put it into this trust during the probate court process. The second point is it's not private. So whereas if you have a trust already created, that is going to be a private document. In this case, the public will see how your trust is funded. They can see that. Yeah, you will have a pour over will, as I mentioned, in addition to your trust. But as I mentioned before, your pour over will is going to be very basic in most cases. You're just going to really be talking about if there's something that's going through the will that your personal representative is going to put that in the trust, unless you say otherwise, of course. But generally speaking, you're probably going to say that if there was something that was left out, please put it in the trust. And the trust is going to have all the information about who gets what and how they get it. If a testamentary trust is created, there's going to be more deets right there in the will. And then lastly, your testamentary trust does not come into effect in the event of your incapacity because your will takes effect when you pass away. So whereas if you create a trust ahead of time and you name a successor trustee, again, you're generally going to be the initial trustee. If you're the initial trustee and you're naming successor trustees to take over in the event of your incapacity to manage all the assets in the trust, well, if you're alive and you haven't passed away, well, there is no trust yet. So there is no ability for someone to just hop in as a successor trustee and continue to keep things going. So that's something to think about that your testamentary trust is really going to be something that's put into place when you pass away and it's not going to be in place during your lifetime if something were to happen and you weren't able to manage your own affairs. Why create the extra work down the line when it's something that you can start today and start to handle the process today? Consider that in making your decision when you're speaking with your lawyer and you're trying to figure out if this makes sense for you. If this has been a lot and you're just trying to figure out, okay, what's what? You can get our estate planning cheat sheet at barbielawonline.com slash resources. That's Barbie, B-A-R-B-E-E, lawonline.com slash resources to help you to just keep some of these concepts in mind. As you've heard, trust is a key tool for preserving and planning your legacy and having additional control over it. And as you heard, not once did I mention that you have to be rich. In fact, someone who is super rich, well, they may be able to afford their family losing some of their money and other property. I mean, it's not ideal, but maybe they're able to afford it. Whereas if you're not rich, every coin counts for your legacy. If you have property, when you meet with your lawyer to discuss estate planning, you definitely want to chat about whether a trust makes sense for you and for your goals. Have this be part of your conversation. I trust that this has gotten you thinking. Okay, sorry, I I couldn't help myself. Anywho, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss another episode. And until next time, take care. 
Thanks for listening in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a thing. And I'd love it if you take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to podcasts, because that'll help others to find the podcast. Lastly, if you missed anything at all, if you're looking for a link to something or someone I've mentioned, or just for more, visit our show notes page. The link is in the podcast episode description. Talk to you next time. Thank you.